We've heard what James Franklin has to say about the defense in fall camp. Now let's hear what he has to say about the offense. It's also Twitter Tuesday, so let's get today's episode underway. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a brand new edition of Locked On Nittany Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm also the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And in today's episode, we are going to continue listening and reacting to everything that James Franklin said during Penn State's photo and media day from the weekend as they opened up fall camp. In yesterday's podcast, we heard some of the audio clips of James Franklin talking about the the situation with the defensive end position. I inadvertently played an audio clip of him talking about the offensive line when I meant to have him talking about the defensive line. So a little bit of a mishap there, but we will move forward today and hear some of the other things that James Franklin had to say about what's going on with the offense during fall camp as they get closer and closer to the start of the season. Of course, Penn State's going to open up the 2021 college football season on the road in week one on September 4th against the Wisconsin Badgers. Now's also probably a good time to throw out a mention for Locked On Badgers doing a great job covering all things Wisconsin. If you want to get some insight on an upcoming opponent to kick off the season for Penn State, highly advise you to go check out what's going on over at Locked On Badgers. They do a great job talking all things Wisconsin. But as for the Nittany Lions, you want to make sure you are called up every day with your podcast fix covering Penn State football. And the best way to do that with Locked On Nittany Lions is with the Odyssey app. I highly recommend it. I've got the Odyssey app on my phone. I take it with me on the go, listen to it on the car, listen to it at work, on my lunch break. You can even take it to the gym. Wherever you go, make sure you've got the Odyssey app with you. You can get not only every episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, but every episode of Locked On Big Ten, which of course I am on today. Every Tuesday I'm on Locked On Big Ten, so make sure you check out the Tuesday edition. We're talking defensive backs around the Big Ten, so just throwing that out there. Of course, you can also get all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get your favorite sports radio stations near and far. You can also listen to music. I know some people actually like to listen to music these days. And of course, they've also got news shows, all kinds of podcasts, lots of stuff going on. Best way to do it is with the Odyssey app. Of course, we're available wherever you get your podcast. So no matter how you're listening to my voice right now, make sure you hit that follow button, subscribe button, whatever the case may be. It's totally free to do so. And then, of course, if you want to help us out a little bit more, take an extra minute of your time, whatever you get an opportunity, just leave a five-star rating, leave a great review for us, and we will try to share our appreciation for your feedback. And really, there is no better way to support the show than doing that by following, by rating and reviewing, because the more of those we get, the more placement we will get across those various podcasting apps. That's a great way to branch out and get in some new listeners that are looking for a Penn State football podcast fix as we get closer and closer to the 2021 season. So great time to get in on the podcast right now. Highly recommend recommending it to your friends and your family and, of course, your fellow Penn State fans. And as I always say, we are available on pretty much every social media platform as well. Well, maybe not everyone, but we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitch. We're going to be on YouTube very soon. Haven't thought about trying to experiment with TikTok just yet, but I think we'll stick to Twitter and Facebook for sure. You can find us on those social media platforms using the username of LockedOnNittany. 
or you can just search for Locked On Nittany Lions. We'll probably pop up that way as well. So if you have been staying up to date on all things with the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, you kind of know where I stand with uh, where this offense is going into the 2021 season. I tend to be pretty optimistic. I think there are a lot of good ingredients here for this Penn State offense to have a very solid year. And obviously, I understand that it starts with the quarterback, Sean Clifford, and he has to cut down on those mistakes that really cost them last year. But I think with the upgraded offense coordinator in Mike Yurcich, you've got one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten returning in Jahad Dotson. You have good running back depth with three guys on the Doak Walker Award watch list going into this year. And, of course, the offensive line looks like it's going to be one of the sturdiest that we've seen at Penn State, at least under James Franklin. So lots of good ingredients for this offense to have a very productive year. It's going to be a challenge, though, of course. But, of course, it all comes back to the offensive coordinator for me. I know it's the third one in three years. That can be a little bit of a concern. But I want to hear what James Franklin had to say about where this offense is under Mike Yurcich and what exactly could or won't be different about what we see from this Penn State offense under Mike Yurcich. If you look, even when we first got here in Advantage, but we had a lot of spread concepts. Um, then we kind of took it to a whole nother level with Joe. Um, so, you know, we're back to that. And, um, you know, that's really kind of who we've wanted to be the entire time that we've been here. And, um, you know, with the athletes that we have at receiver and at tight end and running back, and that, that was another big part of it is just getting as many guys involved, getting as many guys touches, getting as many guys in space as possible, you know, but then you, you still want to make sure you have the ability to run uh, with power um, and you want to be able to run um, in situational football. You want to be able to, you want to be able to run the ball when everybody in the stadium knows you have to run the ball and need to run the ball, whether that is low red zone, whether that is short yardage, you know, whether that is coming out or obviously when that is four minute offense, um, you know, we want to make sure that we can kind of serve all those different masters. I thought those comments were pretty interesting because it does feel as though Penn State has a certain style that they go for when it comes to offense, regardless of who the offensive coordinator was. And I think there is no question in my mind that there was a very stark contrast to what Penn State did initially under James Franklin when John Donovan was the offense coordinator and what changed with uh, Joe Moorhead coming in, who obviously opened things up, picked up the tempo, and really took advantage of the players that he had at his disposal. And let's not completely overlook the fact that Joe Moorhead had some really good offensive players to work with, like Staquan Barkley, Trace McSorley. Uh, things just meshed very well between offense coordinator and the talent that Pense had on the roster. And I still think that there's an, enough talent in those regards where you can have a very successful offense. You don't have Saquon Barkley, I get that, but you have good running backs that are fully capable of doing some damage themselves. And you know, Sean Clifford may not be Trace McSorley, but I also feel like this is going to be the best year we've seen out of Sean Clifford. What the best Sean Clifford is, I think, remains to be seen, but I do think that getting back to a kind of style of offense and kind of the tempo that you're looking for under Mike Yurcich, I think is going to be a little bit more of a comfort level for Penn State's offense that kind of gels well with them. I don't think they had that under Kirk Shiraka. I think the fact that Kirk Shiraka didn't have a full spring to work with, I do think put them behind the curveball a little bit, but I think that things are going to look a little bit more 
cohesive this year with the offense, and I think that'll lead to more production, more efficiency, I should say, is probably what we're looking for. Penn State had production last year. They just didn't necessarily have the efficiency, and a lot of that was because of turnovers. So I think you cut back on the turnovers, you get back into that kind of normal routine. I think the, the offense that you're trying to run, I think you're going to have some really good success. I look at Mike Yersich and Joe Moorhead pretty similarly. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but I feel like as far as the overall offensive identity, I think there are going to be a lot of similarities. So if this Penn State offense is looking as productive and fun as we saw under Joe Moorhead, then Penn State's in for a really good year. Challenging schedule, yes, but certainly an offense that should be able to win the majority of their games. Maybe not Ohio State, but Wisconsin, Iowa, Auburn, Michigan, Indiana. This is an offense that should be able to compete against those teams and have their opportunities to come out of those games with wins. So coming up in our next segment, we're going to hear a couple more quotes from James Franklin talking about the timeline of when he expects that this offense is actually going to be together and in rhythm and ready to go. Obviously, with the challenges that are lying ahead for Penn State in the first few weeks of the season, I think you got to understand that the sooner the better. But let's hear what James Franklin has to say coming up in our next segment. Well, college football is going to be here very soon, which means you probably want to take a look at some of the futures and maybe some of those early week lines to see where Penn State is. Penn State's still an underdog, according to Bet Online, in that week one matchup against Wisconsin. I still think it's a line you want to take Penn State. Minus four and a half in favor of Wisconsin. I'm telling you, that is a line that screams Penn State, especially if this offense does come together, like I was just explaining. But BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action from college football to the baseball pennant races that are starting to heat up. And of course, if you can always take a look at the NFL futures as well, lots of stuff to keep you entertained over at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, all the latest odds, and of course, all the prop bets for every sport that's out there. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game before the games get started. Head over to the website, BetOnline.ag. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on the desktop or your laptop, whatever the case may be. Sign up today. It's totally free to do so. And then you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make sure you listen to that Locked On Bets podcast. They'll tell you how to make the most advantage of that 50% bonus. And of course, that's free money, folks. 50% on top of your first deposit. Why would you say no to that? So go to BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. So we know that James Franklin doesn't expect that the offense is going to look too drastically differently from what has been successful formula for Penn State in years past, uh, most notably under Joe Moorhead. But I do think that it is important to figure out exactly how quickly you can rely on Penn State's offense being cohesive, being in sync, being in rhythm for what could be a very successful season. And it's no real surprise that James Franklin would love to have this offense in gear as quickly as possible, preferably before week one kicks off against Wisconsin. But here's what James Franklin had to say about the timeline for what he's hoping to see out of the offense coming together this fall. Yeah, it's really hard for me um, to compare anything uh, to last season because it was it was so different. Um, and there was so many different limiting factors and rules that didn't allow us to do it. So, um, you know, even being in the indoor facility, uh, being able to get the walkthroughs that we want to get in the off season, 
the time that we've been able to get with our players face to face. Um, you know, we weren't even practicing as, as a team, you know, th this point last year. And I'm not even talking about, you know, the cancellation of the season. I'm talking about when we get, we got back, they were split practices. So it just was very different. Um, so it's hard to compare anything uh, to how it was uh, last season. Um, I don't think that's necessarily fair, um, you know, to, uh, to some of the coaches, you know, uh, that were put in that situation last year, but, but uh, I, I, I love where we're at. You know, we're way ahead. I think, you know, the conversations that I've had with Brent Pry uh, and Coach Yursich in terms of how we install, uh, it's, this isn't just like the wild, wild west where, you know, some programs just kind of roll the ball out and go. We, we try to keep it as structured as possible so our defense can be prepared for what they're going to see at practice every single day. So our offense can be prepared for what they're going to see every single day. And do it no different than a, a teacher with a lesson plan, right? Part, part, whole, and build up to it. So you're getting more base looks early on, and then you get into more of the blitz and exotic looks as, as you grow. But I will say this, we're, we're probably more aggressive than we've ever been uh, in terms of the number of defenses we're seeing early in camp and the same on offense. Part of that is, I think, just kind of the style that we want to play and how we want to do it. And part of that is is how we've been able to maximize the offseason walkthroughs from an NCAA and Big Ten perspective. Well, you know, to, to your point, based on our schedule, it, it better be it better be early. Right. Uh, I, th I think everybody's aware of that. You know, so um, I think we've approached it that way. Right. You know, um, whether whether you like to admit it or not, when the when the players see that game um, to open the season, it, it has an impact. You know, I think the coaches always try to have a sense of urgency. We try to run a program where our players have a sense of urgency and it's not really dependent on the opponent. It's about our process. Um, but but we, we need to be shooting on all cylinders, you know, come week one. And that's that's how quickly can we learn? How quickly can we gain confidence? How quickly can we execute uh, in really all three phases? And what type of positions can we put our players in, you know, in Beaver Stadium or over at the last practice facility um, to, to give our guys the best chance to be able to walk uh, into Wisconsin Stadium and feel prepared and confident uh, for that environment. I know I'm excited about it. I've never been there. Uh, obviously, you guys know I lived in Wisconsin when I was with the Green Bay Packers. So I have a lot of familiarity with the program from that. And obviously now being in the Big Ten and watching what they've been able to do in the few times that we've played them. Uh, but I just haven't been there yet. You know, we played them, I think, once at home and won the Big Ten championships. So you know, we're looking forward to the opportunity and, and seeing the environment and uh, getting another experience in the Big Ten. My main takeaway from all of this that we just heard from James Franklin is the fact that getting a chance to open up against Wisconsin kind of sets the tone a little bit earlier on in the offseason buildup to the start of the season. Usually it seems as though you get one of those little bit of a cupcake kind of a games against a non-power conference opponent, somebody that you should be expected to beat handedly and allows you to uh, maybe work through the kinks a little bit in your offense before you get into some of the bigger games on tap. 
That's not the case this year. So Penn State has to accelerate just how much they're getting things in gear ahead of the schedule and making sure that they have all of those wrinkles ironed out before the start of the season because they can't go on the road against a team as good as Wisconsin and expect that it's just going to work itself out throughout the course of the game. They have to start on pace with a really solid foundation. They need to know exactly what they're doing, where the assignments are. They need to make sure everybody is on the same page right at kickoff. And of course, you say that going into every game, but I think it's even more stressed upon right now because it is a big, Big Ten game against a very high quality opponent, somebody who could win the Big Ten West division. And if you can go into Madison, Wisconsin and get out of there with a win to start your year, that puts you on a much better track for the remainder of the year. And of course, a couple weeks later, you get the big home game against Auburn. We already know that Penn State is going to have to go on the road against Iowa, go on the road against Ohio State. You know, Michigan is always going to be a pretty competitive game. Indiana, of course, I don't think it was a fluke last year. So the faster that Penn State can get this offense on the same page and ready to rock and roll, the much better this season is potentially going to be. And that's why I'm always a little bit more optimistic about what's going to happen with this offense. I think that all the pieces are there and hopefully they just gel together as quickly as possible. And I think as long as they go into that week one matchup against Wisconsin, feeling pretty good about what they can do offensively, I think they're going to be all right. So there you go. That's kind of the uh, the response for James Franklin on the timeline of how quickly this offense is going to come together. We do have more audio from James Franklin. We will share that in tomorrow's episode as he dives into the status of Sean Clifford and some of the backup quarterback options. It was a little bit of a lengthy quote. I want to dig into it a little bit more, so we will do that in tomorrow's episode. But before we close out this episode, it is Twitter Tuesday. We do have a question that came in from another high-quality Penn State podcast. I want to share that with you guys coming up in our third and final segment. Of course, before we get to all of that, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Look, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's pretty much impossible to know what your local chain auto parts store is going to have in stock for any part that you need. And when you need a part, you need to find it as quickly as possible. You also want to find it at the cheapest price possible. That's where Rock Auto comes into play. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. That's right. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to sit in the aisle going through that cross-reference guide trying to find the exact model you're looking for and then ask a sales associate for you. Rock Auto is going to make it simple and easy for you to get exactly what you need. And they're going to give you the best prices. This is a family business. They're going to treat you like family. They're going to give you the best prices available whether you know what you're looking for or whether you're a car mechanic expert. doesn't matter what your expertise level is with vehicles. They are going to make sure it is quick and easy and painless as possible for you. And that's what a family business does. Look, all you have to do is, once again, go to rockauto.com. You have to make a model of your vehicle and find all the parts available for your car or truck. And then when you place your order, don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Closing out the Tuesday edition of Locked on Nittany Lions with the best way possible. It is Twitter Tuesday. This is the episode where we answer all of your questions, address some of your comments about Penn State, about the Big Ten, college football in general, and of course, any fun, non-off-topic subjects that you want to bring to the table. We'll entertain as well. 
Before I get into that, I do want to say that the best way for you to be involved with this is to send us your questions anytime during Monday, especially. If you get them in by Monday afternoon, that is preferable. That way, you've got a higher chance of having it actually answered in the Twitter Tuesday episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. The best way to do that is to reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you're interacting with us throughout the week. And of course, it's going to be pretty busy on Saturdays once we get into the football season. So we're going to have some fun and hopefully you're going to enjoy the Twitter shenanigans as well. But this is a great way for you guys to be interactive with the podcast and we want to try and uh, get you guys involved as well. So if you have questions, you have comments that you want to have shared on the podcast, that is the way to do so. And every Tuesday, we will continue to monitor that. Uh, Before I get into today's question, I will note that today is the day that the coaches poll will be announced and released, I should say, by USA Today. So we'll be looking to see where Penn State is ranked in that top 25. I'm just going to guess that they're going to be in the bottom half of the top 25, but probably floating somewhere right around the middle. I'm thinking, and I have no inside knowledge of this, even though I'm the editor of Nittany Alliance Wire, part of that USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, I'm just going to guess that Penn State will probably be around number 16 or 17. That's just a gut reaction. Uh, Maybe a little high. I don't know. I'm going to see. I'm looking forward to see how the coaches actually put this together. But uh, that will be something we react to in tomorrow's episode as well. So our question today actually comes from another Penn State podcast. I don't usually recommend other Penn State podcasts because, you know, the spirit of competition or whatever. But you know what? I actually feel it more as a a Penn State podcasting community and a family. So I am not going to stand here and say that you should not listen to any other Penn State podcast. In fact, I would encourage you to listen to all the Penn State podcasts because I think they're all doing terrific work. Uh, Hopefully, we're just a part of your Penn State podcast fix. But another one I will recommend is the Basic Blues podcast. You can follow them on Twitter. At Basic Blues Pod is their Twitter handle. Uh, I've been having some fun talking back and forth with them a little bit in the recent weeks as I've gotten to, to f- uh, follow, discover them on my own. Uh, again, they're doing some really fun work. So make sure you go check them out when you're done with listening to this one, of course. Uh, but their question that they submitted for this podcast is, how much of an impact do you think the crowd noise will have on Penn State in week one? That's an excellent question. And it, I think we've sort of gotten a sense from some of the quotes we heard from James Franklin earlier in this podcast about the uh, the preparation for Penn State going into that road game on the road against a <laughs> road game on the road. Of course, it's a road game on the road, but in a in an environment like Wisconsin. And as far as I know, right now, Wisconsin is planning on having a full capacity. If I'm mistaken on that, please feel free to correct me on that. Uh, I'll actually reach out to Locked on Badgers just to uh, double check on that. But I do feel as though... That's going to be a big test because I've already mentioned Wisconsin is a good team and Wisconsin's Camp Randall Stadium can be a little boisterous, more so around the, the start of the fourth quarter. I'm not really sure how intimidating Camp Randall Stadium is compared to other venues out there. And this is not a knock on them. I'm just I'm, I'm completely ignorant on exactly where the, the noise intensity of Camp Randall Stadium stacks up against some of the other uh, stadiums out there. Uh, it's obviously not as large as Beaver Stadium or Ohio Stadium or Michigan Stadium, although some people will say that Michigan Stadium is quieter than you would expect for a stadium with that many uh, seats in the stands. But you know, Camp Randall Stadium can be a little bit of a problem, I would imagine, especially if things are not going well. Uh, if Wisconsin's defense uh, is really kind of uh, bringing some intensity, uh, they've got a really good secondary. So if, if Sean Clifford isn't on his game, that could be a problem. Uh, but we'll just have to just exactly wait and see exactly what it's going to be like. Now, this I will say, 
every Big Ten stadium, they were shut down last year. No fans allowed in the stands. So it's going to be a very big um, learning experience, I think, in a sense, even for veteran players, because they haven't played in front of fans since 2019 at this point. Everybody around the Big Ten, uh, unless you transferred from another program, uh, everybody was playing in front of empty stadiums last year. So that might be a little bit of an adjustment. But I don't think that given where Penn State is, I don't know if that's going to necessarily going to be the biggest concern. I think it's actually going to be a bigger concern when they go on the road against a team like Iowa later in the year. Season opener against Wisconsin. I'm sure Wisconsin fans are going to be out in a frenzy, ready to go. But I do think that Penn State will be able to handle it. So I don't think that this is going to be their biggest noise challenge of the year. I think that's going to come later on against Iowa and, of course, Ohio State as well. But that's what I think. Let me know what you guys think as well. Again, reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Thank you very much to the Basic Blues Podcast for providing that question for today. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say too. So I'm going to check out your podcast and see what you have to say about the noise experience for Penn State in that week one game against Wisconsin. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you are following along with the Locked On Bets podcast. I mentioned them earlier in this podcast, but if you want to make some money, the best way to do so is by getting the advice from Locked On Bets. And, of course, it is hosted by your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, you get blowout specials, and my personal favorite, wrong team favorite picks. And, of course, Lee Sterling is going to give you his lock of the day. So make sure you're listening to the Locked On Bets podcast every day. Brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following along with Locked On Nittany Lions on the Odyssey app or, again, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those ratings and reviews coming in. It's the best way to show your support for our podcast and to help us continue to grow as we inch closer and closer to the start of the 2021 season. No better time to get involved in the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast than right now and make sure other people know about it as well. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, on Twitch. We'll get YouTube up and running very soon. I'll provide those details once we have them. But of course, you can find us on those social media platforms at the username of LockedOnNittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over at NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And of course, I'm a contributor at AthlonSports.com. And you can also check me out on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Great show today. Thank you so much for listening. Let's come back and do it all again tomorrow.